I started the page, I think it was about six or seven months before I was going to launch uh, Fit to Flaunt. I do have other social media pages, so I was able to promote the Fit, uh, Fit by Shelly page. The thing is that what I noticed with my other pages, I was always so um, corporate, if, if I could say that, you know, I was always worried about, uh, you know, it has to be extremely professional. And with Fit by Shelly, I really just wanted you to know me. Uh, this is me, you know, I, I do a lot of volunteer work. I'm always trying to help other entrepreneurs. Like I'm more than just a business owner. And I honestly think that was the difference in what made that page grow so quickly, being relatable versus trying to be so corporate and make everything look picture perfect. Thank you for listening to Ivy Podcast, where we feature weekly leadership conversations with thought leaders and industry experts. Now, here is your host, John Karsibayev. Hi, I'm Shelby Murdoch, and I'm the founder of Fit to Flaunt and Exotic Workouts. I help women to have fun, be sexy, and get fit. Awesome, Shelly. What an introduction. I love it. Thanks for finding time to join us on uh, Ivy Podcast today. Uh, what a great way to start the 2021. Um, we have heard great things from our mutual friend, Paula. Appreciate the introduction. Um, tell us a little bit about your background, your, you know, your story, and then I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about what you're currently working on. Okay, awesome. Well, believe it or not, uh, I started off, I was in the military, stationed in Germany. I loved it. I got out of the military and I'm like, okay, I really want to focus on school and finishing my degree. And I'm like, man, it's going to be hard to be taking all these extra credit hours and working like a, a regular job, a full-time job. And I remember I was in the car with my little sister and she's like, you don't want to work? Well, you better be a stripper. And, you know, we were, we were both laughing and then I'm like, actually, you know what, that doesn't sound like a bad idea, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to try it out. And I had never been to a club or anything like that before. So I tried it out. And I fell in love with the art of pole dancing. Let me tell you, I just thought it was so beautiful. I love the way it made me feel. And, you know, fast forward, I did graduate, uh, I was doing my internship when I uh, decided that I think I really want to pursue this passion of mine, this pole dancing passion of mine. So I actually, I had to quit my internship and I opened my first exotic workout studio. And now I own three locations. I've been in business for 10 years and I just launched a brand new startup, Fit to Flaunt. Wow, what an exciting story. I appreciate kind of the background. Um, so as far as what you're currently working on, you mentioned you've been, you know, you had the, your training studios for quite some time and you just recently launched something else. Tell us a little bit more about it. How did the idea, you know, was born? What's, what's the vision there? Okay, well, I took a, uh, a program, Million Dollar Women, right? It was just a random ad that popped up on my Facebook. And I said, wow, let me, let me see what this is about. And it was amazing. I was able to speak with other women entrepreneurs like myself. And I started thinking about, okay, Shelly, how are you going to scale exotic workouts? You've been doing this. You love it. You have women all around that wish they could train with you. What is the next step? So then I started thinking, wow, it would be amazing if I created a mobile app that would allow women all around the world to train with me and my instructors. 
And that's exactly how Pizzaplant was born. And fast forward to today, we've been in business for about 11 months and we have almost 27,000 downloads. Wow. Wow, that's that's super impressive in that short of a period of time. This is crazy. This is, uh, you know, this is, you know, so, congratulations. This Thank is uh, this is outstanding. So, how as far as kind of through this period of hyper growth, obviously with close to thirty thousand downloads in such a short period of time, uh, as I guess to the extent that you can share with us, what what are some of the strategies that really helped you? Uh, propel, you know, your product to the, you know, to such growth, uh, anything that's, you know, that worked well, or maybe it didn't work well that you had discovered through this period? Uh, definitely. Yeah. I would say social media played a huge factor in that. So my personal page, uh, if you go and see it, I think I make a, an emotional connection with the women. They see that I'm relatable. They see that I'm still learning. I don't have it all together. You know, I just love pole dancing. I love working out. I love how it makes me feel and it built my confidence. So I think that makes them want to follow along on my uh, journey. And then eventually they're like, wait a minute. It has so many benefits. I think this is something that I want to do too. So really social media has helped me to take my business to the next level, if I have to be honest. I've also been uh, reposted by celebrities like Cardi B, Summer Walker, Kelly Rowland, uh, you know, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so obviously that that helped a lot for my page to grow, the pay, my Instagram page. I think it's about a year and a half uh, since I started it, and it already has like two hundred and twenty-five thousand followers. Wow, this is this is super inspiring. This is great because, you know, at the end of the day, we all, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Everyone's you know around me will building something, and stories like this are super motivating. When you know you're able to find your niche, because that's what it's all about, and then you yeah. really cater to that. And, you know, almost become an expert in that space. I think that's how a lot of, you know, very successful companies that dominate that. <clears throat> so in terms of building that followership, that audience, did you start that, you know, way in advance before the launch of the product or how, what was kind of the thought process behind it? Or was it, let me launch the product first and then in parallel build that audience? What's, uh, what, what are your recommendations there? I started the page, I think it was about six or seven months before I was going to launch uh, Fit to Flaunt. I do have other social media pages, so I was able to promote the Fit, uh, Fit by Shelly page. The thing is that what I noticed with my other pages, I was always so um, corporate. If, if I could say that, you know, I was always worried about, uh, you know, it has to be extremely professional. And with Fit by Shelly, I really just wanted you to know me. Uh, this is me, you know, I, I do a lot of volunteer work. I'm always trying to help other entrepreneurs. Like I'm more than just a business owner. And I honestly think that was the difference in what made that page grow so quickly, being relatable versus trying to be so corporate and make everything look picture perfect. You know, even if I mess up on something or I had a bad day at work or something happened with the business, I shared that to inspire other entrepreneurs and it really helped to just develop like a tribe. Right, right. And, and you know, you, you nailed it. Kind of the tribes is what there's, you know, famous book by Seth Godin talks a lot about the tribes. 
and um, being being relatable like you said and very authentic seems some of the key ingredients that really helping you grow from that perspective uh so definitely appreciate you sharing those insights you know for us which is you know super cool um, <laughs> so in terms of when we talk about innovation and you know whether you're improving your current product or you're thinking of something very disruptive for the, your the entire industry Share with us the that kind of that thought process or whatever whatever works for you in terms of coming up with new ideas. How do you how do you approach that? Do you go in iterations or you try to go you know big? Uh, you know, share with us a little bit more behind kind of that that innovation process. Okay, well, when I was uh, creating Fit to Flaunt, one thing I did a lot of market research, and for one, there weren't a lot of whole fitness apps out there. And the ones that were out there, I personally felt like they could be very intimidating if you were a beginner because all of the beginner uh, skills were jumbled together in one section. So if you're a mom and you're at home, you're a stay-at-home mom and you can't, you don't have access to the gym. And even if you did, you don't like it, which is okay because I don't like going to the gym. You see pole dancing like, wow, I think this is something that I would want to try, but I have no idea what I'm doing. So the way I designed my app and no other pole fitness app is on the market like that, everything is broken down into sections. So even though you have level one, which is first timers, it has section 1.1, 1 1.2, 1 1.3, 1. So it literally takes you step by step, whether you're a first timer, it'll guide you through the whole process. And for my polls, uh, I'm actually working on trying to uh, get everything ready to hopefully secure some funding for Fit to Flaunt. Um, we were uh, really thinking about how we can make the polls more innovative, like you said. So maybe a heart rate monitor, maybe a way for it to track how many calories you're burning, having the poll communicate with the app to keep track of your workout goals and, and how far along you're going. So these are all ideas that, we're, that we have and hopefully we'll be able to uh, bring them to fruition. Wow, that's great. That's you know definitely exciting. And the the period of kind of the fundraising and working with investors and VCs, I you know, I, it's it's super exciting, but at the same time very challenging, uh, because it's finding the, almost the right partner uh, who's going to really help you take the company to the next level. I think it's uh, you know it's super interesting that space. You know, I'm very. You could, we could probably spend the rest of the podcast talking about this. <laughs> uh, in terms of, so you you you're in the kind of this kind of personal well-being space if I was to categorize the overall kind of the uh, uh, the field that where you play in outside of that are there any particular trends or ideas that really really excite you uh, something that you're super pumped about that if you were let's say an investor today you would totally invest in that share with us the reason I'm asking this question is because good amount of follow you know listeners on our podcast are folks that you know looking to start their own businesses you know they're always looking for different ideas so every guest that i host i you know i ask that question in terms of share with us any ideas that's you know super exciting to shelly that you think would have a lot of legs through the next period in the health and wellness space any anything anything that you're 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 personally excited about uh, well, if I had to be honest, it would be Peloton. I mean, I, I look at that business all the time. I, I research their like, you know, their seed round and how much invest, uh, capital they've raised. I think uh, the way Peloton has been able to 
have their, uh, the app and their fitness equipment communicate with each other and everything just works seamlessly together is just amazing. And I think that company that is just getting started, I can imagine where they're gonna be in 10 years. So if there was a company that if I was an investor that I would invest in, it would be Peloton to be honest. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's super exciting. And you know, this whole space through pandemic with people being stuck at home and looking for different ways to work out. So I think that really took that to the next level, which oh, yeah. I can only imagine for you with your company, it was also kind of that blessing in disguise almost, right? Yes, correct. That's the timing awesome. was perfect. I launched uh, Fit to Flaunt in March and in March is when everything was happening with the pandemic. So it was crazy. You would have, mm -hmm. people thought I timed it. And they're like, wow, that's so crazy that I can pole dance at home and all my studios are closed. I'm like, that's not on purpose. You know, that's just the universe, like being on my side. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask as far as the timing of the launch, how, how did you plan for that? I mean, were you already aware of, you know, a lot of things that were happening and you were like, F it, let me just do it. Or what was uh, kind of what was the plan there? Well, I had already... Uh, anticipated launching and having the app live on March 22nd mm -hmm. and it really just so happened that that was the time where I had to close all three of my physical locations and you know everyone was flocking to the app and I also sell the dance polls mm -hmm. so I didn't even have enough in stock because of course I didn't anticipate that we would be in a pandemic so I was sold out within like three weeks of launching it was crazy how people wow. were just going to fit to front like i need a poll i need the app i need a poll i need the app uh -huh. I'm like, oh my god <laughs> good problem to have right yes definitely <laughs> that's awesome well that, that's super super you know inspiring from that perspective how sometimes you know things work out when you know when you really want something right um and to go take a step back a little bit in terms of you preparing for that launch. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that process. How long did that take you to go from just idea on a napkin to an actual you know, product that was customer ready? How long did that take? What was the process like? Any recommendations from, from that perspective? Definitely so. Uh, it was about, I wanna say about 11 months. And if there's any advice that I have for entrepreneurs, it's just to go for it. Because honestly, even when I launched in March, I didn't even have all of the programs on the app yet. You know, I still didn't have chair dancing, floor dancing. I didn't have the advanced section uh, for the poll yet. I only had the beginner to the intermediate. And that's more so because I wanted to get it out there, see what the feedback was, see how people are absorbing and uh, the information. Is it working for you? My teaching style before I made, you know, a thousand videos. Mm -hmm. uh, in that time, it did take a lot of time to record the videos because remember, I'm recording myself. <laughs> then I have to edit the videos and then I have to upload them to the app. So mm -hmm. that took me about uh, seven months uh, to do that, which it was wow. very uh, tedious, I will say. And then I had to figure out uh, the programs. How did I want everything to go? How did I want the flow to be? So yeah, it's about 11 months that it took me from when I thought of the idea, I'm gonna do an app to the app actually uh, launching. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, you know, it's a very short period to, yes, to be definitely. honest. It's very well, condensed. As an entrepreneur, I think, you know, 
I'm not saying to obviously like your product is nowhere near ready and just put it out there and expect people to buy it. But I know that we have the tendency sometimes to want things to be perfect, perfect, perfect before we launch it. And unfortunately, whatever idea you have in your head, when you do launch it, it's going to be something totally different. Yeah. You know? So you really have to launch uh, your MVP. That's what I wanted to have an MVP, put mm -hmm. it out there, see how people like the app. You know, how is everything flowing? Is it easy to navigate mm -hmm. before I, I went full force? Right, right. Wow, that, that's great. That's, 11 months is, you know, definitely a short period because, you know, I can attest to that we're building completely different product, product because from a technology standpoint, and it's been about, you know, almost a year and a half and we're nowhere near ready, but we also have these debates as far as, let's put that aside, the whole thing of trying to be perfect, you know, let's launch and get the feedback from the users and then start improving from there. So it sounds right. like exactly the thought process that you went through when you were getting ready to launch. The other question I have is, so I talked to a lot of, you know, younger entrepreneurs and, you know, that are about to start out. And I also interview a lot of, you know, executives and very successful folks and kind of the, the balance in between with some of the entrepreneurs that I see, some of the questions are, you know, these days it's all, you know, software, technology, everything is in that space. But if some of those entrepreneurs don't have the technical skill set, but yet they have ideas to develop something that's, you know, whether that's a SaaS product or, you know, some type of a mobile app, you know, for me, it's easy because I'm, I'm a technologist. I have a software development company, but for those entrepreneurs, a lot of the kind of the challenges that they face is, how do I do this? Where, where do I even start? Where, like, I don't even know how to develop an app or I don't know anybody who can help me. What was your process like when you were thinking, hey, I'm going to launch a mobile app and here's what I need to do and get ready to go to market. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. Uh, so really quickly, you want me like how I source the talent to get the yeah, mobile app? Exactly. How did you find the talent or what was your process? You know, did you, you were you thinking I'm going to drive everything and I'm, you know, I'll find somebody who can develop or um, I'm going to partner with somebody. What are okay. some of the kind of creative ways to find kind of the people that can help you? Okay, definitely. Well, for me, when I was uh, looking into, you know, creating the app, it was scary at first, I'm going to be honest, because I started getting quotes. And I'm completely self funded, I don't have any outside capital for any of my businesses. Mm -hmm. This is going to be my first time fundraising. So you know, when I'm getting quotes for $50,000 for an app or $60,000. I'm like, wow, it was I was extremely discouraged. But I'm the type of person, if I want something, I'm like, there has to be another way. So I actually went on Upwork. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that mm -hmm. site. Yep, yep. But I went on Upwork and uh, I put a job posting. And I mean, I did have hundreds of people apply. And there was uh, one guy, he was just amazing. And he showed me other fitness apps that he built. And we just had that connection right away. I think you know when there's someone that you feel comfortable to work with. Right. And I must say, he he exceeded my expectations and he was half the cost. So that's how I was able to get my mobile app up and running. Well, that's cool. That's great. And I, I can imagine that was also, a, you know, a challenging process to go through all the, you know, applications, proposals, and really try to navigate that space. Because if you're not closely familiar with you know the technology or how that works i think that becomes you know it's it could be intimidating and at the same time definitely i mean he was speaking a totally different language that i didn't understand but you know 
if you want it, you're gonna you're gonna make it happen, you know. And don't let that intimidate you. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you don't know anything about technology, you know your product and you're passionate about it, and you mm-hmm. know that uh, there's a demand for it. You know, right. so you just start taking the steps in the direction. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I'm really big on like the universe and you know getting guided. So if I if I make that reference a lot, that's why you know I always say take the first couple steps. And it's like magic. The universe just puts the right people in your path to help mm-hmm. you go after whatever it is that you want. Right, right, right. No, absolutely. Can't agree more with that. Uh, in terms of where you are currently, how, you know, how big is the team uh, or are you, are you still running everything? So just want to get a sense of where you're at and then want to ask a couple of questions where you're going. Okay. Well, right now the team is very small. I am doing a lot of the work. Uh, I have, there's about five of us that handle everything. You know, you can imagine customer service, people not installing their poles properly. It might be startup life. Yeah. Yeah, Startup life. So there's about five of us. Uh, I work about, I think 15 hours a day, it feels like, but maybe not. Some days I'm like, okay, I need a break, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm hoping once I raise capital that I can hire uh, the people that I need to really help it to flaunt, grow. So I already started thinking about the positions and yeah, so right now it's a small team, but I'm hoping it's going to be much larger and have sure. full-time employees and right, right, really right. help me balance everything. Super cool. So you mentioned something about hiring and really surrounding yourself with, you know, like-minded folks, rock stars, you know, just straight killers. What's uh, your, what's your philosophy around, you know, recruiting, hiring the best people surrounding yourself and then also retaining them, making sure that they motivated, that they happy. What's, what's, what's your, what's your take on that? Well, I can only speak uh, from my physical location since, uh, you know, this is all new for me with the, with the tech space, but um, with hiring, uh, I'm so sorry, could you repeat the question? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) In terms of kind of something that really, you know, you, 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 you leverage in terms of a strategy that helps you attract the, you know, the top people for your teams. Uh, how, how do you go about that? Where do you find them? Uh, what's the interview look like? Uh, tell us a little bit more about the whole recruitment and hiring process that, uh, that you think will, you know, really help you find the, the right people. Uh, it's definitely about the network. Uh, Paula is actually going to be helping me with that because that was one of the questions I had for her. Paula, I, I'm so used to being an entrepreneur that does everything for myself and this company is growing so fast. And that, you know, that is one of my apprehensions. Like, how do I know if I'm hiring the right people for the, for the team? So I think it's definitely important to have a network so that if you don't know, at least you're in communication with someone who does know. Mm-hmm. So I can't even honestly answer that question. Uh, but Paula has been so gracious and she's willing to help me. So when that time comes mm-hmm. for hiring, we're going to be sitting together and, and establishing what exactly Fit to Flaunt needs and, you know, who we think can, can fill those needs. Right, right, right. No, absolutely. And it's, you know, exciting to hear in terms of really trying to figure out kind of what's, what's the greatest need that's missing or the great, you know, the biggest strength that's missing on my team. Like, what can I not do myself as a founder that I need to find somebody who will help me fill that void? 
and really go from that perspective i think at least you know from what has worked well for me in the past that's how i approach things and that's you know that's that's great that's great to hear that um and as far as kind of where where do you see yourself in you know i don't like questions about three to five years it's you know i think (laughs) it's like you know shooting in the dark Uh, but through the next shorter period what uh, what are what are your plans? Where do you see yourself or your product go? What's the vision there? Okay, well, uh, since the polls have been on the market for about ten months now, we've been able to get uh, feedback from a lot of our flaunters. So currently, I'm working with an engineering team so that we can redesign the poll to make it just a little more ergonomical. And I'm hoping to have that launched within the next, uh, have the prototype at least within the next uh, few months. And then from there, uh, you know, have a new brand uh, poll on the market. So that's the main focus for my team currently right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. That's, you know, super exciting. And it's uh, in terms of your your outlook into the current situation with the pandemic and where that's going to go. Uh, what 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 are your predictions from like from that standpoint in terms of as you get your product ready or you come up with different versions of the product? Um, are, are you anticipating any you know major changes in the market? How things will flow, or are you just kind of pursuing what where you have been? Uh, definitely, mm-hmm. I anticipate that people are still going to be apprehensive about going to a pole fitness studio for class, and now that they've already seen what life is like doing everything at home, they might say, hey, actually it wasn't so bad. So definitely I want to have more stock because right now I'm having a problem keeping the poles in stock because they're going so fast. So that's something that, um, like you said, a good problem to have, but I can imagine it can be frustrating as a customer. So that's what I'm working on definitely because I think uh, that it's gonna take a long time before people feel super comfortable again going into pole studios and gyms and working out freely like before and that's unfortunate because uh, you know i do have my brick and mortar location so i understand i know what it's like to have a physical location and you need customers and customers are, are scared to come mm-hmm. you know so yeah right. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, no, definitely. I can definitely resonate with that because a lot of the clients that we serve, uh, you know, Fortune 100 companies and they've been, you know, physical locations and offices, everything has changed. And now it's all these talk about, you know, what's going to happen next, the hybrid workforce, uh, whether you, you know, half the time you're in the office, half the time you're remote. So that's going to be very interesting uh, to see how this year plays out and the next um, some of the other questions I have for you in terms of your personal development, uh, your content diet, as I like to call that, what do you consume? What do you, what do you read? What do you follow? Who is your source of inspiration? Who is your source of learning? Share with us any, any, any blogs that are in your bookmarks or is there a Twitter <laughs> profile that you obsessed about? <laughs> Anything from that <laughs> Oh, I actually like made a list of some of the pages that I love. Tell so me, I we'll, we'll put them in the episode notes so that people can uh, actually link them. So, but share with us. Okay. I love Ariel Lauren. Uh, she's a funding expert for women businesses. I love Julia Pimsler. It was her program, Million Dollar Women, uh, that I took that really shifted the way I thought about my business mm-hmm. and scaling it. Uh, I love following uh, afro.tech. Black Women Talk Tech, I Fund Women. It's just really inspiring for me to see people that look like me 
raising capital and uh, scaling their businesses. So that, those are the pages that I follow right now. I'm reading, let's, I'm reading the book. Let's see, your three superpowers, meditation, imagination, and intuition. Wow. I think it's very, very important as entrepreneurs uh, to meditate. Mm -hmm. to keep yourself grounded because we can working is addictive you know like this is our baby our business is our baby and we just want to give it all of our time all the I love you I don't want to put you down <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, it's so important to have balance because I see the difference in the way I run my businesses mm -hmm. when I meditate when I sleep well when I eat well versus when I don't and I'm more hectic and I'm just going 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 it's like you're busy but you're not productive, if that makes sense. I, I think anyone can relate in the entrepreneurship space. You're busy, but you're not really that productive. It's like you've been working 12 hours and you're like, wait a minute, like this is all that I got done. So definitely um, I think meditation is super duper important just to help us have more clarity and organize our thoughts and our goals and just to know exactly what it is that we're going after. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you staying up late and working? Like, what's the end result? Right, right. No, I love that mainly because I've I've been reading a lot about you know kind of that um, the you know the overall headspace and you know mental you know mental fitness at the end of the day and been really kind of researching going down the rabbit hole in, in terms <laughs> of that and one book that really inspired me was by Naval Ravikant. He is one of the very prominent, famous uh, VCs. He, you know, he built successful companies and now he's in the investment space. But the book that he wrote was specifically about that, on how that meditation, how to, you know, all of those strategies really help him to stay grounded and really be in control of your, you know, yourself at the end of the day. And I just loved that. I used to think that was like the stupidest thing in the world. Like, you know, when I was a little bit younger, I'm like, what, meditate? Are you crazy? Uh, but now it's those things I, you know, I find a lot of value in that because as you take some of those strategies and apply it on, on you know on a daily basis i think that uh that's you know super helpful so definitely um we'll include the the links and the book in episode notes for our listeners uh shelly anything in conclusion or where do people find you tell us a little bit more about that oh definitely <laughs> you can find me on instagram swinging on the pole on on at, <laughs> on at fit by shelly <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow my businesses, it's at Fit to Flaunt and at Exotic Workouts. And uh, something I'd like to, to leave off with, I just want to let all the entrepreneurs out there and all the aspiring entrepreneurs know that it's okay to not know. It's okay to not know it all. Just know that you are worthy because uh, that was one of the things that I was uh, worried about. I'm like, wow, me? raising funding for a business. I'm like, mm -hmm. can I really do that? But why not me? And mm -hmm. why not you? You know, so we really have to make sure to keep those self-limiting beliefs in check mm -hmm. because they're, they're not productive and they're, they're not going to help you to reach your goals. So I just wanted to, to leave that out there that I, I don't know everything. I'm still learning, but guess what? I'm going to learn and I'm going to do it. And so can you. Wow, I love this. This is such a great advice. And definitely thank you for sharing that, Shelly, and really appreciate all the great insights. I know it was very short, but very powerful conversation. I personally learned quite a bit and super pumped right now <laughs> that I'm about to go and start some other new company. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Jan. It's been a pleasure.
Yeah, absolutely. And we'll stay in touch. And, you know, we perhaps we should do another episode and, you know, towards the end of the year or next year and see how much I've changed, how much I've transpired. I definitely love doing that with a lot of the guests on my episodes uh, to see how, you know, things have progressed. So that's that's super exciting, too. Totally. I would love that. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our RSS feed on ivypodcast.com and all major podcasting platforms like Spotify and iTunes. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a rating on iTunes.